This video is brought to you by Incogni. Today, the EU approves a major aid package for Ukraine after Viktor Orban drops his veto. Myanmar marks three years since its military coup, and Joe Biden imposes sanctions on extremist Israeli settlers. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Friday the 2nd of February 2024. European Union leaders have approved a 50 billion euro aid package for Ukraine after Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban, the last holdout, was persuaded to drop his veto. The package was finally approved by the leaders of all 27 EU member states at the start of a special European Council summit in Brussels on Thursday. Orban is considered to be the only EU leader to have maintained friendly relations with Russian President Vladimir Putin since Russia invaded Ukraine in 2022. Back in December, he objected to the approval of the latest support package for Ukraine, a move that sparked weeks of intense pressure from the EU and his fellow leaders. Most recently, this pressure involved plans drawn up by the EU to explicitly target Hungary's economy should Orban continue vetoing the support for Ukraine. But Orban finally agreed to drop his veto and approve of the support package after a crunch Thursday morning meeting between himself, European Council President Charles Michel, Commission President Ursula von der Leyen, French President Emmanuel Macron, German Chancellor Olaf Scholz and Italian Prime Minister Giorgio Maloney. Orban abandoned some of his key demands, including an annual right to veto the four-year support package and an insistence that it not be part of the EU's collective budget. Naturally, though, the EU did have to give some concessions to make it a politically palatable deal for the Hungarian Prime Minister to take. It was agreed that the European Commission would give an annual report on the implementation of the support package, and that, if needed, there would be an option to review the package after two years but only if all EU leaders agreed to do so. The deal also includes a reference to a December 2020 text in which the EU promised it would treat all member states equally when deciding whether or not to withhold EU funds. For reference, the EU is still withholding billions of euros of funding for Hungary over rule of law shortcomings. With the support package approved, Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky issued a statement saying he was grateful and that it is very important that the decision was made by all 27 leaders, which once again proved strong EU unity. The agreement of the package comes at a crucial time as international support for Ukraine is on thin ice. Over in the US, for example, Republican lawmakers are holding up a $60 billion Ukraine aid package. Whether the sealing of the deal in Europe spurs progress in the US remains to be seen. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Yesterday, Thursday, February the 1st, was the three-year anniversary of the military coup in Myanmar that ousted the elected government of Aung San Suu Kyi and plunged the country into a crisis that spiralled into a full-scale civil war. Three years on, the military regime looks to be in the weakest position it's ever been, as a disparate group of pro-democracy rebels and armed ethnic minority organisations around the country have taken swathes of territory from the military. Most notably, a fresh offensive launched in October last year by an alliance of three ethnic armed organisations has taken hundreds of outposts and captured towns, border crossings and trade routes in Myanmar's peripheral states. The civil war has created a dire humanitarian situation in the Southeast Asian nation of nearly 55 million people. 
Thousands have been killed, more than 2 million driven from their homes, and over 18 million people, one third of the population, require humanitarian support, according to the United Nations. Almost 20,000 people remain in detention on political grounds too. To mark the coup's anniversary, the US, UK and Australia announced further sanctions, while many towns and cities in military-controlled Myanmar went quiet and came to a standstill as opponents took part in a silent strike against the regime. In other news, US President Joe Biden has issued an executive order targeting extremist Israeli settlers behind violence against Palestinians in the occupied West Bank. In what's been described as the most significant step any US administration has taken in response to settler violence. In the executive order, Biden said the high level of extremist settler violence has, quote, reached intolerable levels and constitutes a serious threat to the peace, security and stability of the West Bank and Gaza, Israel and the broader Middle East region adding that these actions undermine U.S. foreign policy objectives, including the viability of a two-state solution. For reference, the UN's humanitarian office has recorded nearly 500 attacks against Palestinians by Israeli settlers in the West Bank since October the 7th. Biden's executive order imposes financial sanctions and visa bans on four Israelis, but more significantly, it gives the U.S. government the power to sanction any foreign national, including Israeli government officials, who were involved, directly or indirectly, in the attack, intimidation or seizure of the property of Palestinians in the West Bank. The executive order comes ahead of a visit by President Biden to the electorally important state of Michigan, which has a high number of Arab Americans, a group which polling suggests has been turned off Biden for his response to the war in Gaza. Meanwhile, in the Philippines, an alliance between President Fernandez Marcos Jr., and his predecessor Rodrigo Duterte, has publicly and dramatically collapsed, putting two of the country's most powerful political dynasties against each other, with midterm elections looming next year and an open presidential election in 2028. Last Sunday, former President Duterte gave a speech where he called President Marcos Jr. a drug addict and accused him of trying to amend the constitution to scrap term limits on the presidency. Marcos Jr. responded by attributing Duterte's comments to fentanyl, saying that Duterte had been taking the opioid for a very long time now, adding, I hope his doctors take better care of him. Marcos Jr. is the son of former Philippine dictator Fernandez Marcos Sr. The younger Marcos was elected in 2022, with Sara Duterte, Robert Duterte's daughter, as his vice president. While the family's alliance was not really expected to last, the fallout has been surprisingly quick, and very public. Marcos Jr. has shifted away from a number of Rodrigo Duterte's policies, notably by pursuing a more pro-US and anti-China foreign policy, which Sebastian Duterte, the former president's son and incumbent Davao City mayor, says put the Philippines in danger. Sebastian Duterte has called on Marcos Jr. to resign, while Vice President Sarah Duterte has at times openly spoken out against some of Marcos's policies. And finally, in some sort of uplifting news, India has released a pigeon accused of spying for China after eight months in custody. According to the Times of India, the bird had been caught in Mumbai, had two wings on its leg, and was found to have messages written in a Chinese-like script under its wings. The case of spying registered had been dropped, and the bird cleared, after police discovered it was actually a racing pigeon from Taiwan that had somehow accidentally flown to India. 
after being held in Mumbai Hospital for Animals, police transferred it to the Bombay Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, who then released the pigeon, which is said to be in good health, back into the wild. Now, while you've been watching this video, you might not realise that shady forces are working in the background to collect personal data from various sites and bundle it all together, ready to sell on to a third party. Now, these data brokers can sell this bundle of information about you to anyone from a company to an online criminal. Now, while you might assume that you're safe online, perhaps you change your password regularly, or perhaps you're a hawk and always uncheck that little box that signs you up to annoying newsletters. Unfortunately, this doesn't completely save you. Companies that hold your data can still fall victim to a data breach, meaning that these data brokers can still compile information about you to sell on to others. Now, this is where our sponsor Incogni comes in. They reach out to these data brokers on your behalf, request that your data is removed and deal with any problems that might arrive. In fact, they're tenacious and will put in multiple data removal requests even after your data's been removed to make sure that it doesn't go back on the market. So create an account with our link in the description, grant Incogni the ability to work on your behalf and sit back as they make you safer. Plus, by using our link, you'll get an exclusive 60% off an annual Incogni plan. Thanks for checking it out and thanks for Incogni for sponsoring this video.